Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 43, John Shime, running for Ward 12 Hamilton City Councilor, recorded on August 31st, 2018. John Chime, you're running for Ward 12 Hamilton City Councilor. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thanks, Joey. Firstly, tell us, who are you? First and foremost, I'm a husband and a father. I display courage in order to challenge the status quo. This is something that I've done my whole life, and I feel that this is part of who I am. I'm also a leader within our community that doesn't rest until the job is done. I do it for the right reasons and in the right ways. And I don't put my integrity or my values at risk in order for me to convey that message to my community. Why are you running? When I began the journey, I found that it was extremely difficult to find information and some of the local issues that were happening in Ward 12, specifically Ancaster. So I wanted to help the community and I was continued to be disappointed in that lack of transparency. So I began really digging in into the real issues in Ward 12 and into Ancaster, and I found, why shouldn't the rest of the public know about this? So I decided to, to continue with that journey and move to the next level in order to help provide that transparency within our ward. Do you live in Ward 12, yes or no? Yes. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? I believe that it is very important to be active in our community. I think that you have to be present in our community, and I think that that's really the only way that you can understand some of the issues that the day-to-day resident of your community is going through. How have you contributed to your community and our city? So for the community specifically, I'm the co-founder of the Meadowlands and Tiffany Hills Neighborhood Association. This was something that was developed on the heels of a meeting at the Meadowlands Fellowship Church after the vandalism. We felt our questions weren't being answered and a lot of the solutions were really being bypassed. So I decided to take that next step and develop that neighborhood association, which is now a very stable association that will allow the community to come together for probably the first time. What are your two priorities for Ward 12 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? I think some of them really overlap. I continue to hear the people's voices haven't been heard. I think we've been really conditioned to a point where we've stopped being vocal within our community. I think it has to change. I think we have some very smart people in the city and we continue to, to choose not to listen to them. So one of the priorities is to make sure that we maintain a wide range of inclusivity. We build community input as well as outreach and consensus building so that everybody's voice is heard. Lastly is green space. Now this is really taken to heart in our community in Ward 12. So we have intercommunity green space, which is green space within the neighborhoods that are now being uh, challenged. So we have the Grange School space, which now has nine high-end homes. We have Maple Lane, which now, now is about to put 22 homes on that 2.6 acres worth of land. And the Ancaster High School land has just been severed. So in the calculations, we're looking at a potential of 90-plus homes dropped into a neighborhood that we'll never get back in the future. This is why the neighborhood associations were built. 
and these neighborhood associations will fight for this green space. My first priority for the city is creating safer streets and neighborhoods throughout the city. It's a very large area of concern, and I think it comes down into different tangents, as well as bringing along its different severities. So we've had an increase in violent crimes throughout the city, as well as nonviolent uh, harassment throughout the city. We've also had a lot of property crimes that police do not have the, the time to investigate. And we also think that property crimes are victimless crimes. We have streets and expressways designed contributing to fatalities, but yet they're not being addressed. There are many concerns that we either have the expertise in order to address these issues, or we continue to solve problems incrementally. Some of these problems are now going to contribute to larger problems down the road. I have been an advocate for safer communities, and when we sweep these concerns under the rug, we create a false sense of security and safety. Understanding that the realities about them and helping prepare will allow our city to solve these root problems. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? So I have the ability to see the big picture, how one decision impacts other decisions, and use a unique, open-minded, holistic approach, which I don't steer away from. I'm an analytical thinker, so this skill set allows me to dissect the numbers and processes to provide different ways of thinking and decision-making. We continue to forget the reflection within projects and the outcomes that the decisions and how to learn from those pitfalls. Essentially, we continue to make the same mistakes over again. I'm also committed to being transparent with information, not only for projects, but also within the information that is being seeked by individuals. Uh, currently, the blockades are daunting and cater to those who deem worthy of the information within the city. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium-density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? So that's a pretty interesting question for Ward 12 specifically. I think one of the things that people often overlook is that we have actually a university that people forget about. There's a lack of housing within the Redeemer area, and I think that that is a great place to, to build that mid-density housing. We have an opportunity to build that type of affordable housing along a transit line, which will eventually become the S-line of the BLAST system. I'd love to see our students be able to live in a great neighborhood, stay in the area for years to come, and build a business park so that they wouldn't want to leave. But we have to really address those transit issues along that S-line Rymel Road. Because that's a contentious issue within the ward, where reliability is questionable. So really the only land that we have available within Ancaster alone is to build on the southwest side of the town. What is something unique or interesting about Ward 12 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? Throughout the city, we have neighborhoods. You know, we're not, we understand that there's Westdales, there is Corktowns, there's McQuestons. Those are all neighborhoods, but for Ward 12, it's really unique that 
These are townships. They're actual towns that have their own unique identities, such as Linden, Copetown, Sheffield, Orkney. These are a lot of the towns that have these unique qualities for our ward. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? So I think the first one is more of a consistency basis. So a multi-year planning and multi-year budgeting. I think it's important that we understand where we're going and how to be a big city. I think that it will go a long way with the trust between residents and city council and the city as a whole. And I think that we need to continue to, to put that information out into the public so that residents understand what our big picture is. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? So I really think that the incidents that are happening within Stony Creek and in the uh, renter strike, I believe that we need to move towards a more inspection-based housing. We have to give people opportunity, a confidential opportunity, to let the city know that they're not living in safe and or healthy apartments, townhouses, etc. And I, I really believe that we need to protect those individuals and protect their voices. Hamilton City Council decided against rank balloting. Rank balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on rank balloting? I'm 100% in favor of rank balloting. I think it may be a little daunting to try to figure out how ranked balloting works, but I really believe that it's the most democratic way of determining which individual greatly represents the, the actual voter. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? I think for civic governance, I'm a big advocate on the public engagement charter, and I think it's something that the city set forth for the city to embrace, and I'm not sure that we've embraced it at this point. I believe that once people really understand that charter, they'll begin to realize that it's not a hard process to follow. It'll build the trust that we need between the residents as a whole and streamline our decision-making process. As for public engagement, I think there needs to be a vast improvement of public engagement. To give you an example, we, we have a water tower being installed in Ancaster with nine individuals showing up to a public notice meeting. So we need to find multiple mechanisms across several media streams in order to get this information out there to draw the community in to make these decisions. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager? And what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? If I had to take one category out of that strategic plan, it would be the culture. It needs to be somebody that understands uh, how diverse this city really is and has displayed courageous change in the past. As for qualities, I look for somebody with above reproach integrity, a leadership style that has coaching, mentoring, and reflection, and it's been displayed on numerous occasions. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? This one really hits home for me in my industry. Our mantras do more with less. And this is something that I've had to evolve over the last two decades in order to be successful in what I do. So can we continue to be budget cut and still the expectation is that our results are above higher than last year. This allows me to be very strategic, very analytical to come up with different solutions 
to get to the end result that I need while managing a common ground in between. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we'll use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? I think all three, all three words or all three phrases are the same for both. I think we need to be above reproach integrity. I think we need to do what we say we're going to do. And I think we need to be great leaders within the city. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks you wish to share? No, I think uh, this has been a great journey, and I really appreciate the things that you're doing for, for the city. Thank you for joining us today. I want to thank the Turner Park branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their makerspace where we recorded this podcast. This has been episode 43 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.